0: I was always frustrated by the numerous investing education programs out there who gouged their investors, charging them $5,000, $10,000, $25,000, even $40,000. I don't know about you, but I thought it was completely wrong when they tricked people, actually had them call their credit card providers to get a credit line increase to pay for the program. Many of these people could not afford these expensive coaching options and should have used it as a down payment for their first investment. If someone only had 20 grand, they should use that to buy a rental to get started. Let me make one thing clear. Our mastermind is not for you if you're broke. It's a cost-effective way to mitigate mistakes when building your portfolio. People in this group are going to be a pre-selected population of professionals and high net worth individuals. You'll be a good in company. That is after you apply and get in at simplepassivecashflow.com backslash journey. And yeah, if you're lonely and struggle to find motivated friends who want to do more than sit at their W-2 jobs, collecting a paycheck, and go home and watch Netflix all day because all they can afford is $8.99 a month on their digital entertainment budget, then this is a place for you too. Simplepassacashflow.com backslash journey to learn more. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Hey, Simple Passive cash flow listeners. We're not going to talk too
1: much about real estate or investing. You guys know wealth is fitness, being healthy. And I've got my buddy Jeff McMahon here. Jeff put me through a workout a little while ago online workout you guys can check that out simplepassivecashflow.com backslash fitness i'll post the video up there if you guys want to watch me roll around and sweat for 30 minutes i got turned on to this whole concept of working out online with a trainer in front of me after you know as i mentioned i have been going to a, the trainer this year because you know i've always been a, into fitness you know when i was in college i was i would go to the gym like every day but, you know, recently, you know, your challenges in the time come up and it just becomes more of a accountability thing and pushing yourself and making the best of the 30 minutes instead of the two hours at the gym. So uh, that's kind of what Jeff does. He puts you through uh, a session. I like how you, you corrected form in that session, Jeff. A little about your program and the people you're working with, because I think that this is uh, definitely cutting edge and... You know, a lot of you guys who are busy professionals should probably probably watch this. Maybe not watch me work out, but go to check it out for a little bit. But understand the concept of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because at first I wasn't too keen on it, but I was like, wow, you know, I can really see this helping a lot of people. So that's why I'm bringing it on today.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for having me on your show, Lane. I'm super honored to be here. What I do, everyone, is I do virtual fitness training with live sessions, you know, via Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, whatever video platform the customer prefers. And I got into it because my mom had a stroke and lost use of the left side of her body. So with doing therapy with her, she asked how I could help out with her other friends that couldn't make it to um, to physical therapy because of their stroke. So we did this for about three months. And then she's like, you should see if you can do this with your clients. And that kind of spawned the idea of working with my clients to do virtual so that way they can be home. Like you said, save time. Still have that same accountability because you are looking for someone else to be in the meeting. It's not just a YouTube video that I send you. It's a live workout that I'm correcting form, taking you through the tempo, making sure you're doing the exercises correctly, answering your questions, making sure you're getting the results you want to get in a proper amount of time, not two hours or you know sitting in traffic and all that kind of stuff. We do, but doing this. For virtual, over four years now, have got people all over the world in Dubai, England, Philippines, Puerto Rico, Canada, all across the United States. And, um, you know, it's just really revolutionized the way fitness is going because technology allows us, with our busy lives, to still be able to have our health because that's our ultimate wealth, as they always like to say.
1: I think what the, what the amazing thing is, like, I was, we had our appointment at noon, and here I am. I'm typing along. I'm, I'm doing my work, and then I just, I just move my laptop over there and just started working out with you. And then, thirty minutes later, I moved my laptop back, and I was right in. I mean, cut out all the time to put on. Sh- I didn't even put on shoes. I think um, you know, you didn't need to put on to getting in the car, traveling on gym, getting a parking space. All that got cut out. Literally twenty five minutes of working out, and I was back to what I was doing. You know, just got back so much time there. Yeah, that's the definition of accountability and convenience mixed in together. So you, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, busy busy people, a lot of high net worth people too. What are some insights that you're kind of seeing from you know their lifestyle? You know, as you interact with them, thirty minutes to an hour a
2: day. Yeah, I work with a lot of online people like Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, Amy Porterfield, Dana Mulstaff, people that have big companies and you know are constantly busy. The three things that they always seem to need help with, is, as I've noticed, is things like morning routine, you know, how to have energy throughout the day and what they should be doing to help stay focused so they can reach their goals both in their health and in their business as well. I mean, what we do in our workouts translate to how they feel on stage in front of 5,000 people and translate to how confident they are going into business meetings and doing deals, knowing that you know, they feel good on the inside, which will portray into their attitude on the outside stuff. It's not always just about six packs and how to look good. It's about the feeling, the confidence and the energy that they have to be more productive, get more things done, increase their revenue, all that kind of stuff. Little hacks that which we'll go through some of them today to, you know, sleep better, have a better morning routine, you know, like how to get going to so your brain is functioning at its peak. You know, I think what's important is, you know,
1: this is the, if you want the minimum effective dose for fitness, this is it. First off here, you know, people ask about morning routines. Uh, What's your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, the morning routine always wants to start with um, liquid, so some sort of water. Your your body's dehydrated as you're sleeping for seven, eight hours a night. So what it's craving is to rehydrate your organs. So to jumpstart your metabolism, get your body feeling amazing, You want to do, um, you know, a slice of lemon, fresh lemon in your water with a little teaspoon or um, half a teaspoon of Himalayan salt, which will give you the vitamins and minerals that your body depletes as you sleep, as you sweat, things like that. So the lemon will help jumpstart your liver to boost up your lymphatic system, which is how you flush out toxins. That's why when you wake up, you want to drink because as you go um, to the bathroom, you're flushing out all those toxins that your body is getting rid of as you're sleeping, as it's repairing itself. Um, and then you want to get a little bit of sunlight between five and 10 minutes of just letting the sun beat on you, whether you're outside or there's like little cool headphones you can get that um, will shoot lights into your ears and give you your circadian rhythm that way. And then the last part is movement that you want in the morning. And I just tell my people to do three things, do a downward dog, do a Cobra, and stretch their hamstrings by bending over touching toes. If you do those three things, that's usually what you're going to be typed with while you sleep as your body contorts and is locked in these positions. So downward dog, cobra position, and hamstring stretch would be the three most beneficial ones to feel loose and refreshed and get ready in the morning. So that's total of all three of those is about 10 minutes between uh-huh. the water, the sun, and the movement. So I'm not really a morning person, and
1: I'm pretty useless when I, right, right when I wake up. So what if I um, I don't want to wield a knife in the morning, and I just want to use the uh, the, the lemon juice? Fine.
2: If it's the concentrate and it's already done for you, it's the same thing. Right. It's an acidic thing, as though it counts. It's the citric acid. Yeah, that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to wield it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I was trying to find the non the effective dose, because, you know, for what I found, a lot of people, if you don't make it easy, a lot of people just don't do it
2: say you're not a morning person, um, in understanding how your body wakes up, you want to sleep for a minimum of six hours a night. If you're looking to you know, lose weight or transform your body in some sort, you want to get seven and a half or nine hours of sleep a night. Your body sleeps an hour and a half interval. So when you wake up at the end of an interval is when it's at its lightest amount of sleep. So you wake up feeling refreshed, not groggy, hitting the snooze alarm, things like that. So time yourself when you go to sleep Either if you're like bare minimum, at least six hours, optimum seven and a half to nine hours, because your body, you know, that's when it burns the most fat while well sleeping. That's when it repairs itself. That's when it gives you energy for the next day by doing that at nighttime. So know that when you're going to sleep, you'll wake up in the morning a heck of a lot more refreshed. Yeah. A lot of the, the health hackers out there
1: are saying you need what, like five and a half sleep cycles, and they have this sleep app out there. Yeah, just the microphone, the monitor, your sleep cycle. Um, I don't know how the heck that works if you sleep with two or three people and a dog.
2: Um, (laughs) What's your thoughts on that stuff?
1: Yeah, is that that work or?
2: Yeah, where you have like your phone underneath your pillow and it's supposed to wake you up when you're at your lightest sleep. It works to an extent. Um, Try it. I mean, usually the apps are like two or three bucks, so it's not a huge investment to try. Um, But yeah, basically the jarring sounding of alarm is usually very startling and alerting to someone versus these apps. They usually have a more calming way to wake you up. So you're not disheveled when you're trying to wake up in the morning and go. But if you plan how you're going to sleep and how early to go to bed, your morning will seem a lot easier to get up.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll put that link to the one that I'm going to try that sleep app for your folks. Um, that's what $2, a good use of $2 is for, I guess.
2: Yeah, it'd be something to try out for sure.
1: So I, I usually wake up, I um, ride my bike to work in the morning because, again, I, I've heard of that too. You know, you need to get that jolt of, um, you know, get your heart rate up to like 140, 160 real quick. Doesn't need to mm-hmm. stay there too long, but get it up there. And then my buddy, he does like a morning routine of uh, meditation out in the morning sun when it's not that intense. and like, so I guess that's how he checks the box with that 10 minutes of sunlight. Yeah. Um, uh, move away from Seattle is another tip I have. <laughs> yes, yeah, Seattle would be bad. Well, I get to work and then that's when I hit up my, uh, my butter bulletproof coffee. Is that the right time to drink
2: that first coffee? Or Yeah, you want to have coffee a minimum of 60 minutes after you wake up. The reason is because the caffeine is going to jolt your system. But again, your body is craving water and rehydration. If you're giving it caffeine, which is a dehydrating liquid, it will counter affect it. You'll feel a little jolted, but your body's going to want more and more of it. Do it between 60 to you know 70 minutes after you wake up, after you've had a whole you know 12 ounces of water. Then coffee is definitely a good thing. I do it in the morning as well, about an hour after I wake up.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard before, you know, you can do like a cortisol test and you want to do a triple point where you do it in the morning, midday and evening. Ideally, you want to have your cortisol be high in the morning, jolted with the caffeine and then mm-hmm. kind of titrate down through the end of the day. So at the end of the day, you're winding down, you're sleepy and you go to sleep. You know, most hardworking, crazy people are like the opposite. They just are low in the morning and then titrate up which is opposite what you want. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how to fix that, but that's the wrong one. That's the wrong. Yeah.
2: The wrong but, well, cause cortisol is your stress hormone. It's released based on stress. And so many people when they go to bed have their mind running a thousand miles an hour that they're like, I can't sleep because I keep thinking about all this stuff and a quick way to help relieve that is to write stuff down. So if you have a journal like I do the freedom journal or some sort of journal that you can do every day, when you write stuff down, A, you're 67% higher chance of doing that thing, and B, it releases the tension of you thinking you have all this overwhelming stuff, because now you can see it in front of you and plan a use of attack. So now you're planning versus reacting, and when you plan and execute, you eliminate that stress because you're not having to react to situations. David
1: Allen, the getting things done guy, he has this saying where your mind is meant to do things not hold on to things so as soon as you can record something which is a big step in the system however you want to do it, electronically google key on a notepad Tyler self from cashflow guys he has this hack you know that right in Lorraine notebook where you know, he actually leaves it in the shower so he can write down notes That's oh okay a, good, a lot of good ideas kind of an expensive notebook you know six to ten bucks but People got the money out there. <laughs> That's
2: Yeah. And, and and it's just, I do it on my phone if I'm in my car, but, or else I do the journal in the morning and night just to help with the brain so I know I can go to sleep, be relaxed, and then wake up knowing what I'm going to do in the morning to execute.
1: Yeah. So some other sleep tips since uh, people need at least, that, what, that six hours?
2: At least six hours. Yeah. Um, third sleep tip would be to have a tablespoon of raw honey before bed, which sounds kind of weird, but your brain needs energy to repair itself. And the one fuel source you can give it that is natural and healthy would be raw honey. So just a tablespoon before bed will actually give your brain more energy to utilize and repair itself so it's better in the morning.
1: Yeah, and um, I think Tim Ferriss also mentioned that one and he, he puts this thing in here, the the Douglas, Douglas fir spring. spring. Tastes like okay. drinking a, a Christmas tree. Yeah, i'm not too keen on i tried it out i'll, I'll put a link to this in simple passive casual backslash fitness along with the sleep app but that's it's okay some, some people might yeah. really like it but yeah he said the honey thing too the honey thing helps your brain when you're going to bed for sure what's your thoughts on turning off the cell phone is that a big deal with all the bluetooth running around the house and the wi-fi or is that
2: it, it is, I mean, there's definitely research going on that brain cancer is going to be probably the number one death recurrent for the next, for the future of our generations because of all the Bluetooth and um, electromagnetic fields that are out there, EMFs. So turn your phone on Wi-Fi um, off, so that's on airplane mode. I mean, how often do you really get phone calls at night anywhere that are so important that you have to answer them while you're sleeping? Not that often. You know, don't sleep with a TV on. Try to keep your room as dark as possible just because you want your body to think, to know that it's nighttime, to know that it's time to go to sleep. Every little, even like alarm clock I would face away from your bed versus even facing towards you if you use an alarm clock. The EMF thing is definitely getting more and more research and more and more back into its severity of damage to our brains. The
1: argument against that is what if we are going to miss out on the next North Korea strike against Hawaii with the missile again, that whole Hawaii <laughs> missile crisis, but yeah, I'm getting through that. I, I turn my phone off. What's the best workout to get in shape for the guy who's just got one hour a day or 30 minutes every couple days. What's the minimum that someone needs to be going and what should we, they be doing?
2: Minimum, it should be, 30 minutes maximum you don't really need to go more than an hour but the 30 minutes you can really be effective with it because again working out is is heart strength as well as body strength so it's all about how you can get the heart rate going doing different exercises Um, and if you want to be efficient you know unless you want to be a bodybuilder you don't need to break your body up into chest day and then here's leg day and here's back day like that's literally just for bodybuilders or sports specific people trying to build up as much bulk as possible. If you want to just be healthy, be toned, be lean and look good in your clothes and feel good, then, you know, total body workouts are going to be amazing for you. Um, I do the program optimal performance training where we have like stability week, then we do strength week, then we do power week, and then we finish with um, cross training. Then we repeat the cycle you know, doing new exercises each time, improving um, the body totally so you can um, get the most efficient workouts all the time. But yeah, you want to be doing total body workouts, getting your heart rate up, getting a good um, sweat on because the whole point of working out is to increase your muscle strength and also increase your heart. So how, how many days a week would you say that would that would go for? I I love the phrase live life in the majority. So if you want to be healthy, you want to be active at least four days a week. Um, You want to be eating healthy at least four days a week. So the days that you're not, you aren't totally damaging your body, you're not going to, you know, gain a whole bunch of weight or anything like that, because the majority of the time, you're being healthy, you're being active. Now, that doesn't always mean you have to do weights, you could, you know, go for a walk, You could go swimming. You could do, um, you know, an aerobic class or something like that. It doesn't have to literally be lifting weights every time. Um, It's just that's what marketing and the norm is people go to a gym and lift weights. But, you know, I come to my basement or I'll go for a walk with the family or, um, you know, today I'm going to go play lacrosse with my kids this afternoon. Like it just has to be some activity where your body is out and um, being active, getting that heart rate up. Right, right. And that's the
1: thing. You got to kind of trick yourself into getting that active rest or making it fun too. And and I think at the end of the day, I mean, I'll be honest, everybody just wants to look good naked.
2: Yeah. And that's going to come, you're always going to gain or lose weight based on food. So if you want to change how your weight is and how your dress sizes and that kind of stuff, that all comes from food and the working out just makes you toned and lean. So when you do lose the weight, you look good, naked, you feel strong, you, you know, fill those clothes the way you want to fill them it comes from the working out. But nutrition is always more important than the exercises are. Yeah. So, um, you know, other than
1: the majority of the days, the minority of the time and you want to let loose and you want to party a little bit, any tips there?
2: Alcohol's always a, a big question I get from a lot of people is, you know, uh, what drinks can I have? Things like that. Um, know this when you're drinking. Your body has to break down the calories from the alcohol first before it breaks down any food you have with the alcohol. So let's say you're watching football and you have five beers at 100 calories each. So that's 500 calories your body has to break down of beer before it breaks down any of the chicken wings or nachos or things like that that you're eating along with them. So if you're going to be drinking alcohol, stick to cleaner, lighter foods like clean proteins, light salads, easy snacks, don't get, you know, bread and chips and things like that. Um, The better alcohols to have would be red wine, um, clear liquors, or, um, you know, some sort of light beer that would be lower calories. Or, um, you know, if you're just going to have one drink a day, that's not the end of the world, you can have, you know, whatever you want. But if you're going to be partying and stuff, I always joke around. I'm like, just drink more and pass out so that way you're not up late eating crap food that's going to just regret (laughs) Um, in the morning. You can't go jack-in-a-box after Taco Bell. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you can't do that when you're... I mean, that's why you're hungry is because you're just awake longer. You're up later, you're partying. That's why your body wants food um, because normally you'd be asleep. So yeah, have fun, do it on that, but just know the next morning, get right back into eating healthy again, having, you know, back to your routine. You know, I, I go out, I... I party, you know, my wife and I do a wine tasting, have bottles of wine and go to sleep. But the next morning I'm back to my Bulletproof coffee, you know, staying hydrated, having healthy meals throughout the day. It's just the majority of the time you're being healthy, the times that you're bad, your body will flush it out. If you know what I'm saying? And it, it won't be bad. Yeah. So, um, it won't ruin your goals. I'll put it that way. A few uh, drinks that the, when I was doing CrossFit,
1: they would say to do is you know like you said the clear liquid would be like tequila and uh soda water just and then some uh lemon juice just to make a real plain drink none of that sugary stuff right All that the, exactly. the old norcal margarita and a lot of uh, a lot of guys who would work out apparently like the old uh Michelob ultra to low in carbs or something like that.
2: Yeah, Mick Ultra Miller Lights trying to compete, saying they're under 100 calories now and 2.9 grams of carbs. Um, but you know, it, it just depends. Some people just have one beer and enjoy. Like a lot of micro breweries are popping up now, and people drink them just to enjoy one of them. That's not going to kill you. Whether whatever it is, if it's just one, if you're having more than one. Yes, the Nick Ultras and that kind of stuff, but the problem is they're so low that their alcohol percentage is low, so you're having like 10 of them to get drunk anyway, so it's the same thing as mine, so I'm just having one of the other ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. I guess it makes sense to just have one 12% uh IPA or something like that. As right,
2: and enjoy it and then be done versus, you know, having <laughs> eight to 10 beers or something else. Yeah, I mean, here, here's one that
1: might be a little controversial um, for some folks, but... You know, I, I'm just going to say it because a lot of people are doing it, not myself, but, you know, people are doing like the CBD or the the, the marijuana yeah. brownie or something like that or or smoking it because it is legal in a lot of states. In your opinion, is that healthier than, you know, if you want, if your buddies come over, you have a party. Um, I mean, that's, that's what people were doing in Seattle. They have a nice adult get together and somebody will bring like, you know, edibles. It's just, you know, edibles and popcorn. Um, I mean, up there, it's sort of really accepted, which is really strange since I was a child of the 1980s.
2: What's your thoughts? I mean, is it better than alcohol? There's different ulteriors, I guess. So, like marijuana with THC in it will paralyze your brain cells versus killing them, like you do with alcohol. So, in that essence, it's better. But if you're smoking marijuana, then you're inhaling and damaging your lungs. So that's why they're switching to these edibles and stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot less drunk driving and accidents from marijuana versus alcohol. Alcohol's more accepted at parties and bars and get-togethers and things like that. And because um, I'm in Ohio and our state does not have marijuana being legal yet, so that aspect of it, it's about the same. It's it's an escape from you know your <laughs> your stress and reality and things like that. That's why. A lot of people enjoy alcohol and or marijuana at parties but health-wise yes technically marijuana only paralyzes your brain cells versus killing them so on that aspect it's a little bit better and it's a lot less damage to your liver than what alcohol would do
1: yeah of course we're not doctors or anything like that guys so uh kind of relax there <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not just, officially saying that i'm just just a couple just a couple guys talking and you know just kind of in that fitness industry and yeah, we'll leave it at that. But so,
2: yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Um, and then CBD oil is becoming really popular for anxiety and joint pain. There's not enough research to know how well it is doing, but it's helping a lot of people with multiple sclerosis and cystic fibrosis. Um, they're trying to do studies on, you know, the typical CEO and those kinds of people in the C level, like how to keep their stress down so they have healthier, you know less heart attacks and less stress and things of that nature so i'm anxious to see what the research will will prove for that one
1: yeah yeah i mean the whole marijuana industry is kind of taking off and you know we're all trying to invest in it some way or another whether it be industrial warehouse space or investing in the actual companies i don't know at the end of the day it's just a bunch of potheads in my opinion (laughs) yeah but um yeah this stuff is kind of neat all this this newer stuff that was once taboo but you know i mean that's the weird thing that alcohol is just really socially accepted but it it just tears tears you up inside
2: yeah and it it can be extremely devastating you know what if you get hit by a drunk driver i mean there's so many bad things that can happen with alcohol but um uber helps with that so if you are going to drink make sure you uber it someplace um but yeah it's just more socially accepted that's all any kind of insights that you can offer, you know, busy professionals here at
1: home or listening in that you you kind of take away from your clients as best practices overall?
2: Yeah, the, the best practices is to set up goals that you want and make them specific. Like I want to lose 10 pounds of fats and fit into, you know, this outfit or whatever. And or I want to do some event like run a 5k in under 30 minutes, like, Something very specific always helps with all of my clients to get where they want to be because then when you do it, you feel that much more accomplished versus just, oh, I'm working out, but there's no end goals. You're just, it's almost pointless to do it and you feel discouraged and you're not going anywhere, just spinning wheels. And then second is it's going to be, you know, a marathon, not a sprint. So be consistent, try to get at least three days in, if not four days a week of working out or being active and know that you know, you're alive for 70 or 80 years, just because these ads say get a six pack in six weeks. Awesome. What are you going to do in the next 3200 weeks that you're still alive? Like, you got to be consistent and make it a lifestyle versus just doing a fad diet, this keto thing, or, um, you know, paleo or whatever, find something that you can stick with forever, and enjoy how you feel afterwards. You brought up a good point, the
1: whole having a reason why to do it. Um, it's just like, when I have a you know calls with people and we're talking about finances, a lot of times it'll be oh I, I just had a fa- ha- family or I just changed jobs or this change for me, and there's a reason why I need to buy rental properties and you know get into deals. Something I realized in my own fitness why why I've been personally struggling is I just don't have a good reason to do it these days. Ten years ago it was like well you know all my friends are jacked and. We all go to the gym and that's, you know, I don't want to be the last, the last person out. <laughs> so that was yeah. a good reason to do it. But of course that doesn't happen when you actually grow up um,
2: yeah. <laughs> and have job and responsibility.
1: Right. Right. I mean, a lot of people do the whole, um, and race thing. I think that's a late twenties, kind of a last hurrah thing in the fitness, um, scale. Yep. But, you know, for the most of us in our thirties, forties and fifties, it's like, there really isn't a good reason why to do it i mean me personally that's what I, I struggle with there's really no reason to do it and it's something you know like if you guys have figured it out well, I mean, no. the reason
2: not to do it is is got to be worse than the reason to do it so not to do it means your heart's going to get weaker sooner you're not going to be able to you know live as long as everyone else does and if you build a family kids and that kind of stuff what kind of role model are you setting for those children to you know, do you want them to be overweight? Let's say if you were 50 pounds overweight, do you want your daughter to be overweight and being picked on in school and stuff? Or should you teach her a healthy lifestyle so she can grow up and, you know, wear what she wants to wear, be, you know, healthy and, you know, live a long, healthy life to have her kids and so on and so forth. So doing it always should be the betterment of how you want to be better but then also what kind of role model can you be for other people well said
1: jeff so we'll, we'll put a bunch of links to what we talked about here at simple passive Cashflow, Backstop fitness and um if you guys want to get in contact with jeff um I mean, what, what's your what's the best way to get in contact with you jeff and maybe go through a free yeah. session or
2: something like that or um always go to my website which is totalbodyconstruction.com there's a calendar on there to book a free assessment it is not a sales assessment. It is just a health assessment to let you know where you are with your health, your goals, and let me answer your questions. You know, if after that you want to, you know, set up another free, no obligation workout, that is always an option after that, and then you can decide if virtual training is for you and you know you like to save time, have someone hold you accountable, and get you your results. Yeah, and if you guys again, you want to check out
1: me rolling around, uh, Jeff yelling at me. Yeah, he was no he was pretty nice about it. <laughs> I was um, nice about it. Yeah, check that link out. Simple Passive Cashel Backslash Fitness and
0: we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Chef. Thank you guys. <laughs>